Hello, flamethrowers. Well, am I just so excited for today's guest? This is probably the guest that I've actually been notified the most in my five years of you have to interview this person. I'm so excited to have Jenny Wynn on with us from Portland, Oregon. Jenny, hello. Hello. Thank you for having me. Jenny is not only a superstar chef, she is a basketball player, a lifelong basketball player, and a Portland Thorn stand, which we love, obviously. She is also the founder and soon-to-be proprietor of the Sports Bra, a sports bar for women's sports. That's correct. I wouldn't call myself a superstar chef by any <laughs> means. <laughs> I have had a little bit of formal training, and I have had a few years back of the house. Um, but yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't call myself a superstar chef. <laughs> That's what all the superstar chefs say. They're so humble. Um, so I want to talk a little bit about the sports bra, because when I got this email initially, I was like the sports bra. I love sports bras. I have them. But then I was like, there's a restaurant bar opening. And I'm like, oh, this sounds dope. But the story was that you were out with friends trying to watch NCAA playoffs and we're right in, we're getting into March madness right now. So like we're in March madness rather. And you weren't able to watch this game with the sound on and how frustrating that was. Was that the, was that the catalyst for all of this? That is the memory that I have the most vivid of it being the time that I was kind of like most frustrated. Cause I mean, my friends and I were often frustrated with I'm, we're not the only ones where we go into a bar, try to get a women's sports on TV. And sometimes it's fine. Sometimes they change the channel and everything's great. And sometimes, you know, you go in there and so many people are watching whatever sport is already on. And they're like, you know, sorry, uh, we, we can't right now. But that game in particular stands out in my mind because it was so amazing. And so <laughs> that moment stands out in my mind. And it was just like, you know, afterwards we, we came out and, uh, we were just like talking about what a wonderful game it was. And then somebody was just like, yeah, it would have been so much better if the sound was on. And it was like that clicking moment where it's just like, have we gotten so used to the the quality and level of viewership that we have in public spaces for women's sports that we don't even notice something as huge as like having the volume on. And so, yeah, it was at that moment that I had said something to the effect of, man, the only time we can ever get uh, women's sports game to play like for real is if we have our own place. And it was just totally, you know, said out of frustration and a joke, like didn't mean anything by it at all at the time. And so what game was it? So that was the 2018 NCAA women's finals. It was Notre Dame against Mississippi state. Mm-hmm. Um, and Notre Dame was down by like 23 or something yeah. came back from behind and Enrique hit a last second three-pointer and we just like lost it in this bar. It was incredible. I remember Enrique's shot. We all reverberated through the universe. Oh my gosh, I get goosebumps just thinking about it. And I mean, that's the thing. Those moments that we remember, those are the memories that the sports bra will have. Um, I saw another quote of yours of saying, this isn't a sports bar for women. It's a bar for women's sports. So like anybody is welcome into this place. So like, we want to welcome those communities. And I love how I'm saying we here because I'm already part of your team. (laughs) I love it. I'm the Toronto, Toronto based of your team. No, but just how this is so important. And until I saw your Kickstarter and 
And you've, you reached the goal. Big time, yeah. And how did that make you feel when that happened, that your idea really reverberated with everyone? It was nuts. You know, I think in for, you know, when I had the idea, of course, I thought it was a great idea, right? And then, um, you know, I, I told my girlfriend, she's like, yeah, you know, it was actually her idea to, for me to even get started because we had been joking back and forth for years about the sports bra. Like it had just been like an ongoing joke for us. And, uh, you know, one day she was just like, you know how you joke about the sports bra? I'm like, yeah, she goes, you should do it. <laughs> um, so, you know, she thought it was a good idea. I thought it was a good idea. Then um, when I started to think more seriously about it, I talked to my friends and of course they're like, this is the best idea ever. But again, these are our friends that we share a bunch of similarities. <laughs> you know, these are girls that we met playing basketball 20 years ago or whatever. And you just never know what it'll be like when you release that idea into the public sphere. Like, I just didn't know. Um, I, I hoped that people would be into it, but the amount of support and how the community and people from all over have really rallied around the concept of the sports bra has just been mind-blowing. So one of our co-hosts, Jessica Luther, has told her husband, Aaron, that they will go back to Portland specifically when the sports bra opens. And I'm finding myself like, okay, I need to get to Portland. And hopefully your idea will take off in other places. Like, you know, like it doesn't make sense, you know, logistically for me to only watch women's sports in Portland because I live in Toronto. So that may not work out. So <laughs> hopefully your initiative, what I'm saying, will catch on. As, is, that what, is that what you're hoping too? Because did you set out to be a trailblazer and like visionary? Um, no, I definitely did not. I mean, in my, when I went to, so there was, um, a guy that I worked with for years and he's been a mentor to me. Um, mm -hmm. he was my executive chef and kind of took me on when I was like a prep cook and kind of helped me guide me all the way up through the ranks. And so when I kind of started to really seriously think about opening the sports bra, he was the first person I went to talk to. He, um, is the culinary director for about 13 or 14 restaurants here in Portland. So he wow. knows stuff. And so I sat down with him and uh, I gave him the idea, just kind of gave him the short pitch. And one of the first things he said was, are you willing to franchise? Like right off the bat. And it blew my mind because I had never, it never occurred to me. I was mostly asking him to see if it was even a legitimate concept. You know what I mean? Like, mm. will it work? I have no idea. Um, you know, because it's one of those things where it's like, nobody's done it before. Maybe there's a reason why nobody's done it before. Mm -hmm. But yeah, the first question he was he said was, are you willing to franchise? Because I think it, it will be huge. And he kind of planted that seed. And I was just like, well, let me just get this one up and running. <laughs> but I would love, like in my dream scenario, I franchise and open the sports bra in like maybe a dozen major cities around the country. Um, maybe Toronto. Yeah, I was going to say, can I put a request in? Yeah, you, you're not the only one. I've gotten a couple of requests from Toronto. <laughs> I love that. I just got goosebumps when you said that because like women in these spaces are taught to not diminish their dreams, but just sort of let's be realistic. Let's, you know, and all those, those same convoluted arguments we get about putting women's sports on television to begin with. We know the product is amazing. We know that. I mean, the most watched soccer game in the history of the United States is a women's team. And in Canada, it's, you know, similar. So I have a question about the food because I love food and I am very interested in the food. I don't know if you're allowed to tell before the opening what's on your menu, but can we talk about the fair? Is this pub food? What are we talking about here? Sure. Yeah, it is definitely pub food. So my goal with the sports bra is 
you know, exactly like the name, it's taking something really familiar or really traditional, like Mm -hmm. a sports bar Mm -hmm. and change just the tiniest bit, but that tiny bit can make a huge difference. So like, just like in the name, you know, you switch two letters around and it makes a huge difference. Right. Right. And then you go into the space and it feels just, it should, I want it to feel like a regular sports bar, but then you, you know, you change who the posters are of, you change the channel who's playing. So it's like these tiny little tweaks. Um, and that's I want what I want reflected in the food as well. So it's going to be your standard pub fare, like burgers, nachos, wings, yeah. you know, um, a couple salads, you know, we're, we're going to make th- a lot of things from scratch. Um, we're sourcing stuff from um, some local women. We're also trying to pay more attention to people with dietary restrictions. So having like gluten-free, dairy-free, vegan, vegetarian options on there. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause that was another thing that my friends and I, we would go to sports bars and like, you know, we could only eat French fries or mm-hmm. a wedge salad with oil and vinegar, you know, like, um, so the options weren't very plentiful at the time. Granted, we live in Portland, so it's a lot better situation than most other places around the country, I, I imagine, but the food should feel familiar. I mean, I love that. Um, one of our other co-hosts, Brenda, is a vegetarian and she's reduced to tater tots only. Yeah, but exactly. She loves tater tots. Same. So that works out. <laughs> Do you have tater tots on your menu? You betcha. I love tater tots. It was definitely on the menu. Brenda's gonna like be like, what? We're so we're oh yeah, yeah, definitely. And we actually had a live taping a couple um like a month ago in Portland, but we're gonna have to do it again, obviously. Um I think so, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm so excited for this in so many, so many ways. So the other thing I wanted to kind of ask you about was family friendly. Sports bars, when you think of sports bars, you don't automatically think of kids. Mm-hmm, exactly. So how are you how are you navigating that space? It's just mostly, um, you know, there's a bar, like mm-hmm. seating area. So everything at the bar is 21 and over, but okay. everything in the dining room is family friendly. And in mm-hmm. Oregon, uh, you can have it be set up like that until 10 p.m. Okay. And so with our hours, we close at 11. Okay. Um, because, you know, I feel like with our clientele, we're really there to watch sports. And a lot of games are done by 10, 1030 at the latest. Mm-hmm. And we're not looking for um, that really late night crowd or anything. Especially if you're in the West Coast. Like, I mean, for us, it's a little bit different. Our games can go can go pretty late, okay. but yeah. Yeah, and then like for, for the family-friendly aspect, one, it was one of those things that came later in the concept. Um, so my girlfriend and I, we met playing basketball here in Portland uh, 12 years ago. Mm-hmm. And we both thought about how how much of a difference it would have made in our lives or what kind of impact it would have had if our parents had taken us to a place like the sports bra as kids. Mm-hmm. Um, and just when we thought about that, I was like, let's do that. Let's make it kid friendly because it's important to have girls see women playing sports. Um, and then when I, when I did decide that I kind of did some research on the impact of sports on girls. Mm-hmm. And there is just so many studies showing a wide range of incredible just how impactful sports are on girls. Everything from, you know, positive body image to decreased levels of suicide, drug abuse, alcohol abuse, easier to make friends. You know, there was some study that said like 80 something percent of the women in the Fortune 500 played sports in high school. (laughs) And so it's just like, why wouldn't we want our girls to have the exposure to women's sports so that they, you know, have the opportunity or the desire to want to continue to play or to even to start to play. 
um, with all the positive benefits. So it's just, it just seemed like a win-win situation for us. So it just, this is more than a sports bar, Jenny. This feels like a place where it's so intentional what you're doing, which is so important and like a community space, a welcoming space, like, yeah, but also we're going to have those rivalries. Like, I mean, when, you know, Portland plays Washington or whomever, it's going to be like, oh, wait a minute. You know, um, speaking of which, you need to tell me who your favorite soccer player is. (laughs) Oh, man. So I'm like, to be honest, I'm not a huge soccer fan. Like okay. basketball is my jam. Okay. Basketball is my, my favorite sport. I've okay. been getting a lot of thorns like stuff because yeah. people are really jazzed for the bar. Yeah. Um, but just if I had to pick a soccer player, that would be my favorite. Mm-hmm. Um, no pressure. Cause I'm Canadian. Yeah. I, <laughs> it's too hard. I don't want to, I don't want to put myself in the, in the, in the hole with it. <laughs> okay. That's totally fine. We'll hold a place for Christine Sinclair here just in case. <laughs> And then we can fill it in later. Um, I'm projecting mightily. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I get it. Um, so your favorite basketball team, WNBA, who's your favorite W team? That's another thing is Portland doesn't have a team. If they did, that would be my team. You know right. what I mean? Right. Uh, but the W is so incredible. I love, it's it's like a love-love relationship with every team. <laughs> you know, there's so many players doing so many great things. Yeah, I can't pick. I really can't pick, like. Don't make me choose. I know. Like, it's so hard because I am a UConn. I love UConn. So then I followed so many and a lot of the players end up at Liberty. But then Chicago, I mean, Mm -hmm. stole our hearts. And then I'm like, wait a minute, Phoenix, Canners. Also, the Canadian connection is in Phoenix now. So I'm just (laughs) like, you know what? Give me everyone's jerseys. So you love basketball. What about, are you Mm -hmm. into other sports as well? Uh, I tried playing other sports when I was younger and I just never, it never caught like one kind of funny story is my dad's a huge soccer fan. Mm -hmm. And so uh, when I was like in elementary school, he tried to get me into a soccer club or something. And whenever the ball got kicked towards me, I would just pick it up and like want to dribble it. And so they were like, Oh, Jenny, you know, use your feet. And so they eventually moved me to the goalie position because I always wanted to hold the ball. Okay. But I was just really too small for a goalie. So it it never really stuck. Um, But no, no other sports. I'm kind of a a one trick pony. Every deep playoff run starts with building an amazing team. Doing the same for your business doesn't take a room full of scouts. You just need Indeed. Don't spend hours on multiple job sites looking for candidates with the right skills when you can do it all with Indeed. Hate waiting? Indeed's US data shows over 80% of Indeed employers find quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed matches their job description the moment they sponsor a job. Something I love about Indeed is that it makes hiring all in one place so easy because with virtual interviews, Indeed saves you time. You can message, schedule, and interview top talent all in one place. Indeed knows that when you're growing your business, you have to make every dollar count. That's why when you sponsor a job, you only pay for quality applications from resumes in our database matching your job description. Visit Indeed.com slash BlueWire to start hiring today. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Cost per application pricing not available for everyone. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I want to talk a little bit about the decor. Mm, mm -hmm. So did you 
like just go within your networks? Did you design it yourself? What was that process like? I I think in my mind, I had a vision of what I wanted the space to look like, mm-hmm. but it really boils down to what you can find, you know, what, what was available, what, what's for lease and coming out of um, the pandemic, uh, especially restaurants in Portland, those leases were getting snatched up, like as fast as something was being put on the market, somebody was moving in. Like it's, it's just, it's nuts. Like just like the housing market, it's crazy over here. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was just like, I didn't want to make up my mind because I knew I had to be flexible depending on whatever space I got into. Right. So um, it wasn't until I found this, this spot on Northeast Broadway where I walked in and so much of it was already set up, even as the restaurant it was currently or at the time, um, I could still see it as you know, the sports bra. I was like, this is it. Like there, oh. th- this has the bones. There's not much that needs to be done just decorating. Um, mm-hmm. and so like when I walked in, it was kind of like an aha moment. It was just like, yes, this is it. Now I can see it, but yeah, everything has been kind of fly by night with me. So, cause it's just, there's so much learning and there's so much like kind of just flying by the seat of your pants and just hoping for the best. <laughs> um, it, it's a lot. It really is. What's the biggest takeaway? Because I mean, you, with your experience, your culinary experience, usually in the kitchen, right? Mm-hmm, and now mm-hmm. you're like, you're overseeing everything. So what's the biggest, <laughs> what's the biggest takeaway for you from this entire initiative? I mean, so far, I, I think there's multiple things. So first is realizing that you don't know anything, you know, mm-hmm. like I thought having my restaurant experience was going to give me, you know, some benefit. And I would say, yeah, maybe like 2%. But there's the 98% that I don't know. Everything from accounting, business, you know, to tapping a keg. You know, I've never poured a beer before, like not for anybody else, you know, outside of a bottle or taking an order. Like I I just hired some front of the house staff and I'm learning so much from them because I've literally never waited a table in my life. So yeah. So step one, realizing you don't know anything. Mm -hmm. Step two, asking for all the help you can possibly ask for. I've said this before to somebody else, but like if somebody could do like an illustration of me, it would be me standing up. But then like, if you panned around my body, it would be pretty much like a thousand hands holding me up. You know what I mean? Wow. Like, it's just, there's no way anyone does this alone. Um, Yeah. I can cook a burger, (laughs) you know, but how do you, all the other things. So it's just been such, so much learning. Like my brain hurts, everything hurts. (laughs) Um, But, you know, just asking people and just finding out, okay, who knows the most about this? And then Mm -hmm. just reaching out and just being like, hey, this is what I'm up to. I would love if you could help. And people who just love the concept Mm -hmm. have just been 150% there for me. Mm -hmm. I love that this is garnering so much positive attention. Mm -hmm. It's, It's really invigorating and exciting. You know, like, I feel very deeply when you say that there's women's sports, like, if women's hockey is on in Canada, we'll watch it Mm -hmm. if it's like Olympics or worlds or something. But what about in between? Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. So just to think that we can go to a place or is a place for us to gather in communities who love women's sports to gather and watch it. So logistical question, some women's sports are actually not shown on main TV. They're like streams. So what, like today, PHF is starting the Isabel Cup in, in, in Florida. So what what's your approach for that in different ways in which women's sports are shown? How are you going to offer that to your the bar goers? 
Yeah, that's a great question. So I get a lot of requests for streaming sports because a majority of women's sports are streaming Mm -hmm. and it's kind of a double-edged sword because um, those streaming services pay very little money to get access to these sports, but they know that there is viewership potential there. Mm -hmm. And so that's one part of it. Uh, The other part of it is that I would say like 98% of all streaming services are for personal use only. They are not for commercial use. And I guarantee 80 to 90% of all sports bars out there are streaming things. Um, but there's, you know, upwards of 75,000 sports bars in the country. And what are the chances that somebody's going to walk in there and catch them streaming Fubo, you know? Um, but with uh, the sports bra, it's kind of on its own. And I feel like a spotlight is kind of shown on it. Mm-hmm. And so like the, the idea that maybe I could just sneak in like a YouTube video or something just doesn't sound like I wanted to do it by the book. Mm-hmm. I mostly want to start off by the book so that people know what is available because it's not much on top of that. So like a lot of requests come in for streaming and I'm like, Hey, I'm happy to play it. If it's on TV, okay. if it's on broadcast cable satellite, if it's on one of these channels, absolutely. We will play it 100%. But if it's on a streaming service, there's not a way for me to do it right now. Um, mm-hmm. There are a few that you can buy a commercial license for, mm-hmm. um, but just uh, sometimes it just doesn't make any sense. For example, ESPN Plus has a business version, mm-hmm. and uh, the business version isn't as expansive as the personal version either. So the personal version, you probably have access to about 40,000 games a week. Mm-hmm. The business one, you have access to about 8,000 games a week. And when I talk to them about, um, you know, buying a commercial license, I ask them, okay, well, I'm only interested in watching the women's sports. (laughs) And so how much of that is women's sports? And he said, on average, about four games a week. Out of 8,000? That's what they told me. And they wanted $450 a month. So to me, (laughs) that doesn't make any sense. So I was was a hard no on that one. I'm sorry. I'm like those numbers are staggering. Like, yeah. And not during like something like March madness, but you know, during the rest of the year, a lot of those um, streaming services like ESPN plus are focused on other things Mm -hmm. uh, like MMA or, you know, boxing or those other kind of sports that don't get full time on network stations. But um, yeah, so streaming is a whole situation. Um, One thing that I've been working on, but I feel like it can be someone else's full-time job is to reach out to uh, leagues and streaming services and work on deals to get us access. A lot of streaming services are like, this is a great idea, but literally no one has ever asked us, you know, nobody's ever asked them for women's sports to be streamed in a commercial setting. Wow. Right. So hear that flamethrowers, if any of you (laughs) business sports business majors are out there and you want to go and work with Jenny you know, may do up a business case. I think this is really interesting because it's almost like someone has taken passions and wants and needs of so many people and put it and centralized it, which is exactly what you've done. And then everyone's like, oh, wait a minute. Yeah, this is actually really important for all the reasons you've mentioned. And, you know, having a gathering place, like I have really high hopes for the sports bra. I'm looking forward to the merch as well. Um, just so that people realize that, yes, this is not only valid, but successful and this will this will go. 
And yeah, I'm so excited for many, many reasons. Also because I'm hoping there will be Mexican food on the menu as well. Well, not really. There's going to be nachos, which are really a Mexican food. True. I just love to eat Mexican food personally. Um, okay. But it's mostly like American pub fare, I would say. Okay. I mean, well, I'll come to I'll come to Portland. We can go get Mexican food, though. How about that? That sounds great. That sounds great. <laughs> um, what has brought you the most joy out of this process, Jenny? Oh man, I would. It it has got to be just people reaching out to me and telling me how much this concept, or even just this idea, or this journey that we're all taking kind of together. I feel like has impacted them or um, impacted their daughters or their nieces. And just the the stories that I read, these emails and tweets and, you know, DMs from people from all over are just, it's amazing. Like I had no idea. Like, again, it was one of those things where you live the idea in your head and you think this is a great idea to me. And this is why it matters to me a lot. And then you see that it matters to so many other people in the same way. It just feels, it, it's overwhelming. Like I don't, I don't really have words for it. Um, but there's been multiple times where I've read somebody said something and I'll just like burst down the tears. Like it's, oh. it's real. And it's just another thing where it's like, it's not just a sports bar, you know, and it's not just sports. Like it's this it's this shared experience with people and, you know, just like, I I liken it to like art or music or even love, you know, like this expansive feeling that people have together. Um, And sports is just another one of those things. Um, So yeah, it's, I would say the thing that has brought me the most joy is definitely hearing from people that, are just so excited for even just the idea of it. We haven't even opened yet. And I'm hoping that excitement, you know, (laughs) sticks around afterwards. Yeah. I didn't think I was going to tear up. That was not on my bingo card when I talked to you to be like, I'm going to, I'm going to get all emotional in this interview. I I didn't have that. I didn't see that. But so they say that the first year for this type of business, this type of venture is the hardest. Mm -hmm. Although I know you said you've leaned on a lot of people and people have helped out. You do have that experience and you're familiar with the restaurant business anyway, but are you expecting the first year to be most challenging or is that just like an urban myth? Oh no, I 100% expect the first year to be challenging. Um, I think uh, when you're talking about restaurant openings, the Mm -hmm. challenge is in a different way that than what I'm thinking our challenges are going to be like for most restaurants, when they open, you know, it's kind of quiet. Um, they have to build a clientele. They don't know if people are going to be into what they're doing. Um, and so there's the risk in that. Um, and then, you know, hopefully they gain traction, get some publicity and then maybe build, you know, a clientele from that. And then the word gets out so on and so forth. And so, and that can sometimes take two, three years. Mm. So with the sports bra, um, when I had written, when I had wrote the business plan, I was planning on that experience, you know, the, the, your most common restaurant experience, which is starts low and kind of just hope that people like it and all those things. And now, um, now I'm having to rewrite everything that I had planned, you know, (laughs) everything from staffing to my menu. Like I started out with a menu that had probably 22 items on it Mm -hmm. and now it's down to 16 maybe. And after we open the doors, it may cut down even more because it's just, uh, I think we're going to be super, super busy. And that has its challenges in its own way. You know, yeah, um, another sure. thing to mention is 
the the bar is really a neighborhood pub size. So we sit maybe 40 people in there. Okay. So it's small. Uh, so the challenge of having, you know, all the publicity and people being so excited for it. And it's like, okay, well, there's 40 seats in here and people come in and they probably want to watch a game, you know, uh, which may take anywhere from, I would say, 45 minutes to two and a half hours. Yeah. So trying to figure out how to communicate that to the guests and just making sure people know what to expect. I I don't drink. Mm-hmm. Like I don't have a neighborhood bar, but I love that my neighborhood bar is going to be in Portland because I have this vision <laughs> that I walk in and like Norm did in Cheers. Everyone goes, Norm. I'm like, I would love <laughs> for it to be like, Shereen. Do you know what I mean? Because like, yeah, sure. I would totally want to come. And if games go into OT, like I'm not going anywhere. You know exactly. what I mean? And I, I love that feeling. And, you know, I wish you and your team all the best. Like, you will see Burn It All down there in some capacity at some point. Yes, please. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. We're huge fans and so excited. And we're so we're so grateful for this, Jenny, because I think you are really, you're creating a seismic shift in the way that you can consume your sports. It's like the ultimate watch party all the time with great food and great community. Like, that's that's like, what else do we want? That's what we want. And if for our listeners who don't know, where can we find you and the restaurant and your work? And if they still want to contribute, can they do that? Um, so the Kickstarter is closed. Um, we, it got knocked out of the park. We over doubled what we were asking <laughs> for. So thank goodness, because again, that first year is rough. And, you know, um, because of all the hype and everything, I pretty much double hired, like I hired like double the staff that I was planning on, wow. just because I'm scared. Like I just, I want to be overly prepared. Um, and I'm not sure if I can be at this point, but so we're located on 25th and Broadway in Northeast Portland. Uh, we have a website, www.thesportsbrapdx.com. Um, our merch right now is kind of all sold out. I know I tried to buy some. <laughs> when I get a moment to breathe, I will. I mean, we're going to have a few items on site eventually. Um, but as far as like a store, like online store and stuff, that's in the works. Like I haven't even thought about it right now, honestly. Um, so that's TBD, but yeah, I would say, you know, other things that people have mentioned is the idea that other women's sports bars may open because of the sports bra. And I would love that, you know, like I would love nothing more than to have more and more people have access to women's sports. That's Mm -hmm. ultimately the goal. Yeah. And then if I do ever franchise out, Come pay me a visit in Minneapolis or New York City or L.A. or Chicago. You know, those are all just great cities that I would love, love, love to have a spot in. So last question. Are you accepting uh, decor uh, donations? Like (laughs) if someone wants to send you a kit or a jersey of something, a team wants to send you something, are you up for that? We were for a while because I had, I'd like put out a thing, you know, on Insta. I was just like, Hey, we have a trophy shelf up. If you have any like cheesy trophies you want in elementary school or you're, it's like taking up room in your mom's basement, you know, send it my way. And that kind of like launched a whole thing. And so now we have just like, we have all the stuff that we need. So um, (laughs) no more stuff, but I imagine if, if we ever do franchise, you can save that stuff and send it that way. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) For sure. I think that would be, that would be amazing. And would you love to see athletes 
come in and hang out? You know, I think yes. I mean, I think, you know, sure. Again, I'm open to everybody being there, like an accepting space, you know, Um, but mostly it's for the community. And I also feel like, you know, these all-stars, they probably want their privacy and (laughs) like the sports bra is probably the last place that they can get that. Um, So I I want them to be comfortable, you know, Um, but you know, the, the, the space is really for the community. You know, I have a, a volunteer PR person and she was just like, we can get this famous person, this famous person to come to your grand opening. I was like, no, you know, because if, if they're taking a seat, that's a seat that one of our fans or like our community members can't sit at. And, and the space is really for them. You know, that's, that's wow. kind of my feeling, my feeling on it. We can do an after hours, Christine <laughs> Sinclair, Jenny Shireen hangout, maybe. I'm down with that. I'm down with that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. This is really a game changer. So Godspeed. <laughs> Hope everything goes beautifully. It will be hectic. And like, I'm so excited for you. And thank you so much for doing this. Um, so where can our listeners find you on Instagram and Twitter? Oh, yeah. So uh, I think my handle is the same for all of them, which is at the sports bra PDX. Awesome. So look her up. If you're in Portland, you must go. And Jenny, again, thank you so much from the Burn It All Down family. I wish you all the best. And I will see you in Portland. Thank you very much, Shereen. This has been awesome. This episode has been produced by Tresta Versteg and Shelby Walden is our social media manager. And Burn It All Down is a part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network. Follow Burn It All Down on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Listen, subscribe, and rate the show on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, and tune in. For show links and transcripts, check out our website, burnitalldownpod.com. You'll also find a link to our merch at our bonfire store. Burn on and not out. And thank you to our patrons. Your support means the world. If you want to become a sustaining donor to our show, visit patreon.com slash burnitalldown.